Good afternoon and welcome to uh, The View from the Crumbie, the Leicester Mercury's rugby podcast. Uh, my name is Martin Croyson and I'm joined by our rugby writer today, Paul Jones. Afternoon everybody. Um, Jones is back from his visit to southern France for last weekend's game against Cast. Uh, first time Leicester have played there, I think, in, um, in Europe. So, Paul, first of all, what was the trip like? Because no direct flights to Cast. Uh, still a good trip, you know. Just flew out to Toulouse from uh, from Gatwick, and then it's an hour on the train from uh, from uh, Toulouse to Castra. So uh, yeah, very very straightforward trip. Very nice city, very small. Um, typical French, old fashioned French city with narrow streets and uh, leading onto a big square, uh, and uh, a lovely new stadium. Just uh, probably about a kilometre out, out of the city centre. Okay. Uh, that's the nice parts out of the way, and that's gone to the game. Uh, 39-0, a very strange game, because Leicester, I think I remember seeing the stats, had something like 56% of possession and 52% of territory, but they certainly didn't get um, uh, the lion's share of the points. What happened? You look at the scoreline and you think 39-0, and uh, Tigers are, are never in it, but it, it wasn't the case at all. and they were They were in the game all the way through, but through their own faults or a penalty here or a penalty there from the, uh, from the home side. They were just un- unable to get over the line from a series of, of very promising positions. And we're not talking just round about the 22-metre 22, uh, 22 line. We're talking about you know, being camped on the, the five-metre line from, from time to time. And um, it's a situation that has, uh, has developed over the last couple of months that they're just unable to sort of push it home in the, uh, over those closing metres and, and it's costing them. I spoke to Ben Youngs this week and he said <coughs> that the, the, the squad are fully aware that's one of the biggest problems in converting that pressure when they get into the red zone into points of any, um, any sort because they seem keen to go for kick to the corners and go for driving malls which aren't coming to f- fruition at the moment. So why has it happened? Why has that come about? What can you put your finger on? It's very hard to put your finger on it, and uh, you know the the belief is there that they can actually drive sides over the line, and that they are getting to within within touching distance of the line. If you like, it's just that I don't know what it is. Extra one percent, half percent that is missing. Um, technically, I don't know if there's a deficiency there, but uh, it, it seems to me that it's something that will will click, and then all of a sudden the the, the issues won't be there. But it needs to click very, very quickly. Um, certainly, building over the next three weeks ahead of the the, the Gloucester Premiership game. Yeah, it's too late to click for Europe, unfortunately for Leicester, <coughs> with one game left this weekend, um, and that is the visit of uh, Racing ninety two, who are um, like any French club, quite, can be quite unpredictable on their travels. But they've certainly got everything to play for because a big win at Leicester at the weekend, and they are very, very seriously in the mix for qualification for the quarterfinals. Um, I take it you expect them to bring come fully loaded for this one. They'd have to, wouldn't they? Uh, they you know, they'll have the bit between the teeth after um, what was a, a fantastic win at home to to Munster last week. We were very close to losing that one, but they they came through and, and picked up the four points, which has put them in contention. Whether they finish top of the group or as a, a, a best second place side, so surely they've got to come with uh, their strongest available side. Um, they'll know that Leicester are, are struggling at the moment, and you know if they can if they can get ahead of steam early on, it, it could be a very difficult afternoon for for Tigers. And um, last year in the same uh, <coughs> round round six of the competition, uh, Glasgow Warriors with a side coming to Welford Road, 
desperate for a win to try and book a quarter-final place. Again, Leicester had nothing to play for, and that was a day where things went horribly wrong. Tigers on the end of a 43-0 hammering, which few people have forgotten about. Is it? Is it going to? Be, could it be as bad a day, or do you expect things to be closer? We'd very much hope that, uh, having been through that experience, that nobody will, will want to be involved in, in similar again this time around. Um, you can see it happening because, um, let's, let's face it, Racing are a very good side, and uh, even if Tigers play very well, then Racing is still capable of, of winning because they have the, the depth in their squad. But, um, again, I, I think it's all down to, to the start. Glasgow got off to a fantastic start last year, and... Uh, really put Tigers to the sword in the, in the first 20 minutes and there was no way back from there, especially when you've got nothing to play for. You know, People can say, yeah, there's pride on the line, etc., etc. I don't think it works that way. When you haven't got anything in terms of a carrot at the end of qualification, yeah. I think it's very difficult to raise your game when you are up against it. But what certainly would be good for the club <clears> if they can uh, pull out a win on Sunday is the momentum that would give the players then to take into the Anglo-Welsh um, because Leicester will lose their England contingent and while the Anglo-Welsh might not be top of everyone's um, wish list, the game against Gloucester after that fortnight back in the Premiership is uh, certainly going to be a huge one because Tigers can ill afford to lose uh, too many of their remaining nine games. That's the other side of the coin on uh, on Sunday lunchtime, that if Tigers can get a win, um, it's going to give add to the self-belief and the confidence uh, because they are going to have to play well against a, a very good racing side who are in form. Uh, and then... You know, if they can get a uh, you know a win or at least a, a good performance against Racing, then they can consolidate that against Cardiff and Wasps in the in the Anglo Welsh and take it into that uh, into that Gloucester game, which you know is taking on bigger and bigger proportions by almost by the day. And um, <coughs> if you're a better man than me, you can understand the Anglo Welsh uh, tables and qualifications. Paul, just remind us where we're at in that, where, where Leicester are at after two, two games or two games to go. Well, having, um, having won the opening game and then lost at uh, lost Bath, at Bath um, very narrowly again in a, yeah. in a competitive match. Uh, Tigers are second behind Newcastle, who've, who've had two big wins. Um, but then Newcastle probably have the, the tougher two games to play. Um, Having said that, we don't know what the teams are going to be when Leicester and Wasps line up no. uh, to, in, in a fortnight's time. So, you know, um, it's uh, it, it's always a very difficult one to work out, and you don't usually know until the last day, the last game of the season, what is going to happen and uh, where you're likely to end up quarter-final wise or having a, a fortnight break. Yeah. Okay. Uh, leaving Leicester to one side for a bit. In national news this week: Eddie Jones has signed a new contract, keeping him with England until 2021. That's no real surprise, is it? No real surprise, and it's got to be good news for England. I think uh, you know the, the progress that they've made uh, and the self belief that he he has um, built into the squad. Well, you know, people can argue with you know, names that are included and the whys and wherefores of that, but you know, he, he's got people believing or working towards the same goal. Um, yeah, I think it's it's good news for England. And the Tigers contingent in that squad. There's no Manu. Um, <coughs> And Ellis Genji is obviously still recovering from injury, but no surprises in there. The boys that were picked, you'd expect that, wouldn't you? No, absolutely. Um, you know, it's very strange. We're talking about Tigers having a uh, a difficult season, but it, it wouldn't take too much for there to be, you know, half a dozen players in in that England squad. We've we've got the four that are included. Um, Ellis Genji would certainly be in there had he been fit. 
Uh, and Manu, you know, given another another handful of games, you'd expect him to be knocking on the door of international rugby again. So, the right yeah. decision to leave Manu out now at the moment. Can you yes. see him? Can you see him being brought in? Um, I don't see him being brought in at the moment because I think he's he's had three games back. Uh, he's looked better with each game. It has to be said, but you know, he has to he has to settle back into. Uh, what Tigers are doing first and foremost before complicating the matter by moving him out, out to uh, an England squad. But, uh, you know, I think he'll be there or thereabouts um, in international rugby. Mm, well, probably, we're probably looking at next season now, but no reason why he, he shouldn't be back to where he was. OK, um, that's all from us today. Uh, we'll be back next week to round off Europe and um, look forward to those Anglo-Welsh games. So um, and let's hope we've got a win to talk about. So um, from myself, um, it's goodbye. Yeah, it's goodbye for me and uh, let's hope that uh, Sunday lunchtime uh, isn't too unpalatable this, uh, this time around.